0: Of freedom with your hosts, Matt Wright and Mohammed Shaker. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. For Mohammed, I am Matt, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. Happy Saturday to you. Happy wow.
1: Saturday to you. I'm glad we know how to face these microphones now.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> We've been doing this show for four months and we just figured out how to use something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, let's start off with a thank you, Low Tide Kava Bar, for the kava we'll be drinking during the show.
0: Absolutely. Thank you to Sean Simpson and all of the people at Low Tide Cava Bar. For this kava, so let's do a... Especially you, Justin. Especially you, Justin, because you always give us the nicest nicest um, little designs on ours. We got hearts today. Yeah. <laughs> Cute little hearts, intersecting hearts. And that's why
1: people think we're gay. <laughs> that's not why. Oh. That's right. because
0: we make out in public. <laughs> Shells up. Bullet. bullet. I got a text from our friend, security guard Ryan, this morning, and he was saying that he never thought he had a Kava hangover before, but he has one today. Really? Yeah. He's not working today, is he? No, I don't think so. So I called him a lightweight. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So the sound you're about to hear is the sound of a delicious Pepsi.
1: Yeah. Even though I like Coke more.
0: I do too. But... Pepsi apparently brings the world together.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. That's hard drinking uh, Pepsi in right. honor.
0: That's right. Because oh. Pepsi and Kendall Jenner can solve all of the world's issues.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> that is the sound of oppression being mm-hmm. just broken apart.
1: Yep. Yep. That's the sound of uh, trash cans being beat up by Antifa kids. <laughs>
0: I thought that I, I personally thought that the entire Pepsi commercial backlash was a little unwarranted.
1: Yeah, I didn't know what it was. I kept hearing about it a lot, <laughs> so I asked you, and then you showed it to me, and I was like, mm. "I tried convincing myself there was something wrong with it," I,
0: but I I couldn't. I kept thinking, okay, there has to be more. There's got to be more to this than just. Kendall Jenner, and I'm not a fan of the Kardashians or anything like that, but man, she looked good in that. Yeah. She looked really good in that. And I, I was like, okay, so they had all of these people who were peacefully protesting, mm-hmm. is what it appeared. Yeah. All these people were peacefully protesting, and there were the cops standing there at, I assume, Trump Tower. Is what I'm guessing. Oh, I guess. Yeah, I could, didn't think about that one, but yeah, I guess. Yeah, I think that's I think that's where it was supposed to be. I'm not hundred percent sure. And then Kendall grabs a Pepsi and everybody's like cheering her on as she goes and she hands the cop the Pepsi and he opened it and he drank it and he smiled and all was right in the world. So obviously one, Pepsi solves problems. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought that the backlash on it was a little misguided and in as much as I don't like to use this phrase A little (laughs) snowflake-ish.
1: I mean, I did have to ask you, okay, so what are people... Why? Yeah, I was like, why are people talking about this? (laughs) I didn't (laughs) didn't see it. I know.
0: This this friend of mine that I knew when I lived in the D.C. area, uh, she was the first person that I saw say anything about it. And she had said Pepsi takes the commercial down And it had like A hundred likes mm-hmm. And I was like What Yeah What? What is this Pepsi commercial <laughs> That Everybody is so ha- Like how bad Could Pepsi have messed up Yeah And then I watched the commercial And I like, Well I just don't see it No
1: I didn't see it either yeah.
0: Like It might be my privilege
1: Oh probably <laughs> Yep We're all Wasps here <laughs>
0: <laughs> it might be my privilege, but I mean, it just seemed like everybody was able to come together over Pepsi. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah.
1: On this show, and all the listeners, one no matter what you are, while you're listening to this show, you're a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, <laughs> straight male male that yeah. makes an average of seventy, eighty thousand a year.
0: God, I wish I was that. Well, well, during the show, you are. Sweet. That's what the uh, leftists will tell you. That's right. And um, yeah, that'd be great to make seventy or $80,000 a year. Yeah, yeah. Just like how, I don't know, we got the monopoly
1: on that. I guess they have the monopoly on poverty or something. I don't know. That's so, not something. Because we're, we're, really... we're the ones oppressing them. Right. I guess.
0: That's not, if you hear clicking in the background, that would be my puppy han solo yeah which i told them
1: they should get rid of the dog <laughs>
0: <laughs> he uh he is here today and he is just kind of wandering meandering even about the house yeah cats don't even make sound like that they don't if they w- if we would cut his nails on a more regular basis he wouldn't make noises like that either
1: my cats i don't cut their nails they don't make noises like that they majestically float on the ground Yes,
0: but they don't come when cold. Yeah, they do. Yeah, you proved that today.
1: Did, that's because you were there and you looked scary, so she was like, I ain't go near that." Yeah, I'm
0: terrifying. <laughs> uh, so, do you do this week? Um, I I worked a lot. I I haven't had a day off in a week and a half. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just worked. I had a bunch of stuff I had to get done because uh, I just had because my birthday was. Not this past Sunday, but the Sunday before that, I had taken a couple days off to do some stuff, and then I had to catch up on everything. Oh, okay. So, I really didn't have time to do much of anything. I drank a lot of kava, Mm -hmm. and that's about it. That's cool, man. Yeah, what about
1: you? I drank a lot of kava. Yeah. You know, I put scopes into people like every week now. Right. Except uh, Thursday was the day that I found my limits with people, and I ended up lashing I call it lashing, but I don't know how, to, how what other word to describe. I ended up yelling, sort of, at the direction of the doctor and the nurse I'm working with. <laughs> because when you go in to get a procedure, right, any kind of procedure, in any hospital, they do something called a timeout. The nurse calls it, and everybody verifies the patient, the name, the procedure, allergies, if, if they're on antibiotics, so on and so forth. And um, I work pretty fast there. I try to work pretty fast. I turn those rooms around real quick. Get ready for the next doctor. But this one doctor, um, just I guess, doesn't understand what it means to turn a room around. Like, got to take trash out, you know, wipe everything down, find my scope, blah, blah, blah. Sorry. One second. I got to burp. Pepsi. <laughs> see. <laughs> well, anyways, he comes in. And he's like, all right, you guys ready? You know, I was like, no, sir, I need to go get a scope. And he's like, okay, go grab the scope. And then my nurse looks at me. She's like, "She's a. I love her. She's a short, old Vietnamese nurse. She's like, no, Muhammad. No, it's a timeout. And I was like, okay, look, I can't do two things at the same time. Either I go get the scope or I sit here to do the timeout. I can't be in two different places doing two different things at the same time. I got mad because that's how it was like that whole day. Every other procedure, it was something stupid like that. I just got done with it. I was like, okay, I know what I'm doing. I've been doing it for a few months now and I'm pretty fucking good at it because I've had no complaints. So, you know, stop trying to rush me or yourself, whatever you're trying to do and let me do my thing. So I kind of like yelled at the direction of them (laughs) and nobody said anything because I was right. (laughs) Right. Right, (laughs) like I can't. (laughs) So that was that was was my first bad day ever. I smoked like half a pack of cigarettes after I was done. I was like, "Fuck this!" (laughs) I have to say,
0: anytime anybody in the medical field is a smoker, I find it just
1: hilarious.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There is this TV show on back in the nineties. I don't even remember what the name of the show was. I think it's Nash. no, that was in the 70s and 80s. Jesus. <laughs> um, but it started uh, Jonathan Silverman. And if you know who that is. Um, yeah, I didn't think so. I'm just laughing so you don't feel bad. <laughs> Thanks. Um, but it started Jonathan Silverman. And there was an episode where, oh, it's was called The Single Guy. And they all, like, he was out on a date. And his sister, who was a doctor, was at the same restaurant and she went out to smoke a cigarette because she was having a bad day. And then while she was out there smoking a cigarette, one of the other doctors at her hospital came out and was lighting up. And he's like, yeah, I know these things are bad for you, but tough day. And then another doctor came out and was lit up a cigarette. And then like the head of their department <laughs> came out and he lit up a cigarette and they all looked at him and they were like, Dr. Johnson? And he was just like, what? <laughs> So anytime I see a medical professional smoking a cigarette, I remember this scene from this TV show that lasted, I don't know, 12 episodes, and it it just makes me laugh.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> in the Army, doesn't matter. I mean, soldiers smoke and do whatever they want. Right. It was fun, man. I used to be able to dip in the aid station where I did my job. <laughs> I loved it.
0: <laughs> I think I th- the Army is where Smoke em If You Got em came from, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I
1: think. <laughs> Smoke em If You Got em. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of the Army. <laughs> 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 Woo. That's a good
0: segue. That is, yeah. So, I mean, nothing really big happened this week. No. No, nothing. <laughs> Except for that one, I mean, those two things, those two, yeah. there were two things that happened this week that were kind of of note.
1: Well, before we get into the the actual show, um, a serious message for everybody that knows what we're about to get into, or if you're about to find out, consider joining the paratroopers, go to airborne school when the draft starts, so um, you and I can get to know each other and jump in somewhere together and make fun of our old friends that decided not to go to airborne school. They're called Dirty Nasty
0: Legs. All right, now we can continue. Okay. So earlier this week, yeah, I believe it was on Wednesday, a chemical weapons attack happened in Syria. And it, well, for lack of a better word, pissed off many, many people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Thursday night at roughly 9.37 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, there was an attack on Syria from mm-hmm. Donald Trump with over 50 Tomahawk missiles. That's racist. And it's just the name. It's not racist. <laughs> <laughs> that's like saying rooting for the Blackhawks is racist.
1: Well, no, that's not racist. I asked one of our friends that likes the Blackhawks. <laughs> that's not racist. With the Redskins, that's
0: different. You see, now. Okay, I'm not going. We're not getting into this debate right now. <laughs> we're not going to get into okay. this debate right now. Okay, we have much more important things to talk about than whether or not Washington calls their football team the Redskins. Yeah. Um, so we fired over 50 tomahawk missiles at a military installment in Syria, which was called a surgical a surgical attack, mm-hmm. a surgical strike um, to which Donald Trump was lauded for actually embracing the presidency and becoming a president by such great members of the political spectrum such as Hillary Clinton and John McCain. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. yep. Yeah, Hillary wanted wanted that to happen and too. Hillary did want that to happen. Um, the cool thing I did say is a lot of... Trump supporters losing support for him.
0: I I absolutely love the, the anti war right.
1: Yeah, the rise of the anti war right.
0: <laughs> yeah, is is strong. Yeah, it's funny. And it is absolutely wonderful to see.
1: I honestly couldn't see that happening, but I'm kinda glad it is. Some
0: of the pe- some of the people that have come out against it have just shocked the yeah. ever living crap out of me. Yeah. Lauren Southern was
1: one of them for me. Rush I was like,
0: "What?" Rush Limbaugh, yeah. Lauren Southern and Coulter and Coulter, um, Milo. I could see that one going either way. Mm. Uh, Alex Jones was like, "That's it, I'm out. <laughs> Screw you, Trump."
1: Wait, I thought Jones was okay with it. No. Oh, okay.
0: No, false I didn't because I didn't hear. False
1: flag. I didn't hear about him talking it. I didn't see what he said about it, but I thought maybe somebody was trolling everybody on Facebook. They made a post saying that Alex Jones
0: was okay with it. No, Alex Uh, Jones. Infowars completely cut all ties with Trump. Oh, cool. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, kind of. It's Alex Jones. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Excuse me. Um, (laughs)
1: You should do that from now on in the show. (laughs) Just,
0: Just after we go on a rant. Excuse me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so, what? Okay. So, what are your thoughts on the attack on Syria? Because, I, as I said the other day, um, it was a tragic, tragic day. And anytime something like that happens, it's a sad, sad day. But I had and this is going to sound so insensitive, but I had so much fun debating people on Facebook about it. And every time that I got that whiny sniveling far right idiot that would come up to me and be like, but man, he, he attacked his people with chemical weapons. Mm -hmm. And to one of them, I just responded. Okay. But that doesn't change the way mustard tastes. And like nobody ever responded to that. And I just thought one, that's a hilarious statement, but like give me something other than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what what are your thoughts on the entire situation?
1: Well, uh, to be frank, man, um I, I thought k- you were Muhammad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be Muhammad, man, I am very excited about the possibilities of finally getting um a a combat star on my jump wings in my future. Um as libertarian as I am as anti war as I am, as anti violence as I am, I'm very excited of the possibility of jumping somewhere to uh I just need that star in my wings. But <laughs> that would be that'd be pretty cool. Okay. Um so back on to serious topics. Um yeah, I, I, I agree, man. I, I heard I heard all the, the rhetoric that I think is stupid and overplayed. Um people saying things like, Well he attacked his people with mustard gas like or no no uh, Saren. Like you know, like your people were just saying too, and people were saying that too at the hospital. Like one of my favorite doctors, we disagree often, but we get along. We're we're good friends. We get along. Um, his name is uh, Doctor Narula, Indian guy. He's Canadian, so that w- that could kind of show you where our ideologies might differ. You know, more left leaning, right? But for whatever reason, him I him and I, you'd think we'd agree on this thing. No, he's okay with it. I've seen I've seen it from both sides of of the aisle really. Um people saying they're okay with this because of the, the the chemical gas. Like a video. A video is what got people saying, "Oh no. No, we can't. No, we can't let that one happen. This is too much." And I'm just like, "Are you freaking kidding me all? So you're okay with over the past few years of Russian and United States Uh, ballistics of the kinetic and the explosive-type munitions being used to kill hundreds, probably actually thousands by now, at our hands by our pilots. In you know, you're okay with that. But you saw a video of, or even pictures of what uh, searing gas does. And now that's just too fucking much for you. Like, you are legitimately just mad at the... Type of munition or weapon used to kill somebody, not the fact that a life was lost. Right. You know, the what is it? A few two weeks ago, we bombed. Was it school or hospital? Something like that. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think it was a school.
1: And then yeah, and then on the the last month, Obama was there. He bombed uh, a school. 115 people died. That was, that's fine. Totally cool. That's fine. Totally fine. I'm not saying anything about it being Obama. I'm talking about the fact that lives were lost and nobody gave a shit Right. until a chemical weapon was used. Right. Where the hell does that logic come from?
0: Yeah, there's absolutely no logic. <laughs> yeah. There's absolutely no logic to yeah. that thought process.
1: Yeah. And another big thing that really uh, irks me, which comes from I'll, the definitely comes m- only from like the right-winged type of uh people I've been seeing um oh good uh, another pepsi's coming <laughs> um is a, a you know a lot of people are like america first we must focus on America first. Trump said it too, you so know. He, that was his entire inauguration speech.
0: Yeah, America first. His entire, America first, America first, America first. Yeah, that you know, America sandwich.
1: first, or, yeah, it was... <laughs> Um, although Steven Crowder's uh, Bernie Sanders is better Oh yeah, no, his Bernie Sanders But it's the rich people <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it like he does It's all
0: the corporations <laughs> You look like a rich bastard <laughs> Give money to that poor bastard next to you yeah. <laughs> um,
1: Where was I? <laughs> America first Yeah, America first You know so he, uh, During his inauguration speech he said how we need to learn from our past foreign policy mistakes and not fall back into them <laughs> literally said that um 2013 a lot of people
0: posted uh <laughs> pictures of his tweets yeah the tweets from 2013 yeah attacking obama yeah do do not attack syria without congressional approval big mistake <laughs> big mistake <laughs> big mistake <laughs> it's just going to get us into a war over there with countless lives and money being lost yep stupid
1: (laughs) yep and then delving furthermore into like uh the more judgmental type of neocons and social conservatives that like to go on about how islam is a violent uh which is fine you can have that opinion i don't care let's even go with that opinion (laughs) islam is a violent uh, ideology everybody that follows it is violent and they're not to be trusted we don't want them inside our borders. So on and so forth, and you're going to say that, and at the same time, the same people are like, "We need to save those we children. and those families."
0: Mar- Marco what is what? Marco, little Marco Rubio, little Marco Rubio came out this week, sweating profusely, saying things <laughs> like, saying things like, "The people of Syria need us," and mm-hmm. Donald Trump did what was the right thing to do, and whatever else he was saying at Mm -hmm. the time, but if these are the same people that we need to protect that you don't want to allow in the country for the safety of us, like technically, isn't this what you want? Mm -hmm. No, exactly. Theoretically isn't like, yeah, you're not going to say that out loud, but isn't this what you kind of want to happen anyway?
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And, um, it per- just saves
0: us money. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, just being fiscally conservative. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> All these people talking about us needing to do anything, yet they've never served a day in their life. Not even deployed. They just never served. Right. You know, I see it so often. It makes me laugh. I'm like, you don't. You haven't even been in, and you have the chance right now. And you you had it, mm-hmm. and you do. No one's. Uh, nobody wants to go though. But it's okay if the rest of us go. Us as in. Th- The veterans, the people that have been in or people that are in right now, it's okay for them to go. Like, they have no stakes in this, but we should just send everybody else over there.
0: And then, I mean, also on the flip side of this coin, like the right is, you know, we need to protect these people. You know, we don't want them in our country, but we need to protect them. (laughs) You know, and then you have the other part of the the anti-war right who's like... We need to stay out of Syria. Do mm-hmm. not go into Syria. That's going to piss off Russia. That's going to yeah. piss off Iran. That's going to piss off you know so many other people over there. We need to stay out of it. And then you have the left who's like, oh, no, we need to help these people. Look, mm-hmm. they're he's bombing his own yeah. people. Th- think of the children. Think of the children. And then Trump hits them with 50 Tomahawk missiles, and they're like, what is Trump doing? Yeah. He has no right to <laughs> – what the – what do you want from the guy? <laughs> You're <laughs> mad at him that he doesn't do anything. You're mad at him that he does do things. Like <laughs> You kind of have to make up your mind on this one. Yeah. I, I I think back in 2013 when Obama was like, this is our red line. Mm-hmm. Don't cross my red line. And yeah. then they did. And he was like, okay, well, don't cross this red line. <laughs> um, you know, I was like, no, don't do this. Go to Congress. Yeah. If Congress says go ahead, I'll still be against it. But at least you did it. Yeah, exactly. Legally. Um, I was against that war in two th- this war. And that gives
1: us, that gives the American people a time to respond and say what they want exactly. to their representatives too, which is a very important.
0: Right. Like I would call, I would have Charlie Crist on speed dial and I'd be saying, hey, Chuck, no. He'd, <laughs> probably, he'd probably go with whatever the majority tells him, which is kind of good. Which
1: Never mind. Never it, mind. It, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know where that came from. I was like
0: well, I wouldn't go that far. Yeah. But um yeah, like vote your you know vote with what the people in your district voted you for. You know, like I don't like Christ. I think that he's just sort of in it for another paycheck and he just wants a really good retirement. Um but I think that uh if you get voted in by the people of your area Yep. you you should be there to represent them not represent your party yeah um but yeah I forgot where I was going with that Well
1: I shit you not man these are the same people that say America first why are we gonna let all these uh all these refugees in here when they're mostly men they should stay there and fight. They shouldn't get any of our help, any of our money, anything like that. Now they're like, "Oh, we should help them." It's like so much hypocrisy in
0: so many different levels from everybody. I know both both sides of this party, or both parties, both Mm -hmm. sides of this argument are massively Mm -hmm. hypocritical, and the only people that are on the the only people who are ideolog ideologically uh, consistent. Are those who, since 2013, have said, we shouldn't do anything. Mm -hmm. We need to stay out of it. Yeah. You've got, uh, what's the White Helmets? The White Helmets? The White Helmets. I think it's the White Helmets. Is that a band? No. (laughs) (laughs) It does sound like a band, but what are we talking about? uh, Their documentary just won an Oscar. The White Helmets. I'm not sure. Um, But they're people who go over and are helping the people in Syria.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um I, th- I think I did hear about that actually. Right. Uh the documentary is on Netflix right now. I still need to watch it, but um it's supposed to be fantastic. Mm. But you have people who are willing to go over. You have people who are willing to fight. People who are willing. I know
1: people that are like literally over
0: there right now doing that. Right. And it's we don't need to be there. Like mm-hmm. Ameri- like he said, America first. Yeah. America first. We need to concentrate on what's here. We mm-hmm. need to work on our own personal defense. Yeah, we don't need to be worrying about that. And a lot of me is questioning whether or not he did the Trump ordered this attack in order. And I understand that this is like kind of. I'm getting really close to that conspiracy theory mm-hmm. uh mindset. But if he did this to say, "Look, I'm not in bed with yeah. Putin." Yeah. Okay. Like, I
1: just don't think Putin would even go with that, though. I. Well, I don't know.
0: I don't know. I
1: mean, which also begs the question of why would even Bashar do this right now? Right. Of, of all times. Why right now, so many years later, as he's gaining ground, would he do something like that?
0: Right. And that's the other thing. There was a chemical weapons attack in 2013, which mm-hmm. was the red line that yeah. they weren't supposed to cross. And they ended up, according to PolitiFact and to Truth checker, whatever it is, um, was a, was 100% true uh-huh. uh, that Assad had gotten rid of all of his chemical weapons. All of them. And now, here we are in 2017, and there is a chemical weapons attack. There was a chemical weapons attack back in 2013 that... And it's tough to say what's real news, what's not real news, but there was the report that it was... Uh, ISIS that actually released the chemical weapons Mm -hmm. attack so that that way there would be more involvement. Um, Yeah, but we
1: can't see that. ISIS would not be able to do anything like that. Also say the same people that say Iran should not have a nuclear uh, energy program because they might be able to make a dirty bomb and give it to terrorists. Right. Calm the fuck on, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, So stupid, all of them. Um what was What was the other funny thing that happened with this whole stupid ass conversation? oh, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. Some people trying to justify this uh as a limited surgical strike the way that you know is being said like he's the president has the power to conduct a limited uh surgical strike without putting boots on the ground uh without needing to inform Congress blah 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 fine. But here's where people are so retarded. (laughs) They act like the rest of the world or human um, nature goes by the wording of that text in the Constitution or the war powers. As if Bashar or even its ally Russia would be like, well, let's see what the Constitution of the United States says. Oh, this is actually not a declaration of war. What? Right. No. If somebody hits you with t- missiles in on your military base, that is a declaration of war. Declaration whether you the the Constitution says it or not. Right. I'm, I'm. You know. I'm so stupefied by the amount of people that don't get that. If I punch you in the face instead of stabbing you, I'm not really trying to kill you. You know. Or I get. I don't know. I don't. Know, I don't know where the example was going, but that. You know if bashar got hit with tomahawk missiles i could you can legitimately think about it well i'm the president of syria that's my that's my air base it got hit with a buttload of tomahawk missiles i think i'm under attack right i mean that that's what happened with us during pearl harbor right they hit they hit a legitimate military target and left come on the Jap- the Japanese I almost said Japs. The Japanese.
0: <laughs> My interval were too vet. <laughs> right. If I come up and I punch you, okay. If I if I punch you in the stomach as hard as I possibly can, mm-hmm. if I just come up and I bam, and then I'm like, oh no, I'm not trying to fight. Yeah. I, yeah. No, I. Yeah. Yes, I am. Yeah. Yeah. And even if I'm not, like,
1: I. That's how. Yes, it, I am. That's how it will be taken. And people are like stupid. And then you got to think about Iraq uh, with Saddam was very alone in that part of the world. Very alone. Yes. Saddam had, didn't have much friends. I mean, he had re- the respect of the other Arabic nations and we- Western nations as it as the country of Iraq. But that was it. No allies. Russia obviously has allies. I mean, I'm sorry. Syria, Syria definitely has allies. Russia, we go by degrees of separation, you know, Iran, Um Hezbollah, China, you know, so on and so forth. Right. And whatever else we don't know about. This goes back to the start of World War One. Not saying this is the start of World War Three, of course. But the start of World War One. all the stupid-ass alliances that we didn't know would make a big-ass war happen. Because Syria could look at this as a legitimate attack and want to respond and respond. And they'd be in their goddamn right to. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. And Russia, as an ally of theirs could attack us. What are you going to say about that? You know? What are you going to say about that? They can attack us. They can. What are you going to say? It is it is. we attack them and they're responding to our aggression. There's no
0: other way to look at this and, at all. And as I described to somebody, if, let's say, let's just say Syria for the sake of this conversation. Let's say Syrian media said... Trump let okay let's say that something happens here in America Uh, anything doesn't really matter what uh, a bomb goes off Mm -hmm. like another Timothy McVeigh situation and the Syrian media says Trump bombs his own people Mm -hmm. and then Syria is like oh well now we need to attack because that's just wrong he shouldn't be doing that and they launch cruise missiles over and are bombing us like that's them attacking us in my eyes yeah exactly yeah I don't know that... I don't think anybody really knows that Assad is the one who... Oh, yeah. No, no. Nobody knows. Nobody knows that Assad no, is the No, even one uh,
1: Senator Paul asked for an investigation into any link. Between the two? Yeah.
0: Right. It's just so idiotic, and it's just... You've got the, the pro-war right mm-hmm. who are just gung-ho about war. Mm-hmm. Like, we need to be over there because Assad's a bad guy. And I'm like, right, but it's already been shown that us going over there the first time and like aiding the uh, rebels is what created ISIS.
1: Yeah, that's true. Because somebody asked me what they thought about where this could possibly go. And is this any worse than Iraq? And I was like, yes, of course. When we, uh, and I already touched on this when it comes to the whole allies thing, but when we went into Iraq, they were alone. And in Iraq, you have. Iraq's sort of diverse for an Arabic country because you have a large population of Arabs and then you have Kurds, and then you, that's like those are the cultural and, and linguistic differences, and then you have uh, majority Muslim with a small minority of Christians, Maronites, Catholics, blah blah blah, um, possibly Jews. Um, uh, and then you have the the two big the two, the two big factions you know i guess the two big sects in islam you have the sunnis and the shiites and that's where a lot of this stems from um isis being a sunni um insurgent group that was active while we were over there um, but that's it you know you mainly have arabs and kurds and then you have the sunni religion wise sunnis and shiites about a third of the Arabs and all the Kurds are Sunni Muslim wait yes yeah they are Sunni Muslim and then you have the Arabs that are Shiites and that's it but then you go to Syria you know you take out Bashar al-Assad and you you have you have three sects of Islam you have the Sunnis the Shiites and my mind's blanking on it, but it's the sect that the Assad family follows. It's a little bit smaller than Shiites, um, but their whole family follows it. It's another, it's another sort of mid- minority majority thing there. Mostly Sunni though in Syria. It's weird. It's uh, it's weird. Basically though, you have all of those Muslims, and then you have a bigger population of Christians, and then you have um, uh, Druze. it's a, it's a It's an Abrahamic religion. It's weird. You'd have to look it up. Druze, D-R-U-Z-E. So it's a lot more diverse in Syria, a lot more diverse than Iraq was. And they have Kurds on top of all of it. So you remove Bashar out of the picture, the guy that's keeping that country together with this family, it's going to be 10 times Iraq when it comes to the fallout of all these people now trying to get power. Right.
0: And people just don't think about that. No. (laughs) Right, and... Right now you have Russia who is, I read something about this yesterday, I don't know the validity of it because I didn't have time to check today on it, but Russia is now sort of in control of Syrian government. How? Well, since they have the ally, the allyship, the, since they're allies mm-hmm. with uh, Syria, after this happened... Allegedly Putin was like, "Hey, Assad buddy um we uh we're we're just gonna you just take a step back. we don't want anything worse to happen we're gonna try to nah, work on something I don't believe it yeah, I'm not hundred percent sure on it, but we do know that Russia and Syria are very close allies mm, Russia's yeah. been fighting the rebels with Syria mm-hmm. since uh, 2012. Yeah, um, has been fighting the rebels since 2012. There was the terrorist attack in Russia earlier this week. Mm-hmm. St. Pete, St. Pete, Petersburg, Russia. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we're we're, we're St. Pete. We're St. <laughs> Petersburg. Uh, <laughs> um, it's that's our sister city. It is our sister city. Yeah. Um, but yeah, St. Petersburg, Russia, got attacked, and then shortly after that. The ISIS, the, the the chemical attack in Syria happened. Yeah. So some people are coming to the conclusion that Russia was like, "Hey, get ISIS for us for attacking our city." Mm-hmm. And so Assad followed through on that, just not just to a uh, extreme that Putin wasn't really fond of, and so he's like, "Whoa, cal- calm your crazy ass down a little bit." And let's just take a step back. We're we'll handle it from here.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't believe it. It's just not. It doesn't sound Russian to me. If you know what I'm saying, <laughs> it just doesn't sound like a Russian thing to me. For them to be somehow in control of the government like that, with no like cultural ties or anything, or really any kind of ties, to me, Russian would be like to just get over that friendship, and that's a bad thing. Because going back to my World War One example, that's part of the reason World War One started is um, Russia was um, falling on the global stage of seriousness. People were not taking them as seriously. They were falling behind in terms of economic power, industrialization, military power compared to the rest of the West. You know, America was getting huge. Britain, France. I was going to say Spain. Spain, no. Not, any, not really longer by that point. Germany for sure. Like Germany had just unified just like a decade or so earlier, you know, like overnight, you had all those tiny ass German countries become one big Germany, and right. that scared the shit out of everybody um, as it should. Um, but Russia was losing influence everywhere, so to stay relevant, they decided that they were going going to help the their fellow Slavic men in, uh, and women in Serbia. You know, and that's that's what sparks World War One. you know? Right. Um, so, Russia is still, I'd say, in that same old predicament right now. I mean, the their wall fell in 1989, and they haven't been the same ever since. Um, they've been trying to do everything they can to kind of stay relevant. They're invading Georgia in 2008. I remember that fondly because I was in basic training when that happened, and we all got scared that we're like, holy crap, we're going to go fight the Russians already? Um, And then we had... uh, That's funny.
0: When I was in basic training, we were all worried about going to Bosnia.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, And after Georgia, you had, um, whatchamacallit, Ukraine, you know? And um, obviously, Russia's trying to stay relevant. Any major country like that is going to, for whatever stupid reason, want to stay relevant. And this is a prime prime time for them to try to stay relevant in the Middle East, if if anything, and they have a lot of good ties in the Middle East because they were the last allies of all those nations in the Middle East. Um, so do we really want war with them? You know, that's that's a big risk there too.
0: Right. The our attack was so misguided, in my personal opinion. I think that we uh, definitely should be staying out of Syrian. Affairs, yeah. Um, and many people have gone on, you know, of course, it's the war for oil, we want the pipeline, whatever. Um, all those theories, but in the end, like in the end, America First is what he campaigned on. He, President Trump, has gone on, you know, back in 2013, he did all those tweets saying. Uh, Obama needs to stay out of Syria. We need to stay out of Syria. At least get congressional approval. And then in the greatest moment of hypocrisy ever, Yeah, he doesn't do that. And then he explains it away as, oh, no, it's just a surgical strike, no different than a drone strike or whatever yep. else. And it's completely, it's completely none of our business. No, I agree. I agree. It is completely none of our business, and yes, it's absolutely awful that innocents are dying over there. But it's not the first time that America. No. It's not the first time that America would turn their eye to genocide in a country.
1: And why are we not? Why are we not responding to any other genocide that's going on anywhere? Exactly. Either that's. It's all over Africa. It's in parts of Asia.
0: Right. When the Darfur thing was at the...
1: Yeah. When Darfur, the, yeah. Yeah, when Darfur... That's Sudan.
0: Right. When those were at the top of uh, every left-wing Hollywood
1: hmm?
0: liberal mindset, and they were like, we need to do something in Darfur, they were just picking and choosing which genocides they wanted us to be involved in just like the administration was picking and choosing which genocides they wanted us to be involved in. And while I think genocide is awful and I think it's terrible, I think that we need to focus on here. We are not the babysitters of the world. Yeah.
1: There um there was an article written at The Federalist that I really liked. It was uh, written by Sean Davis and it's titled, I suggest you all look this up. Although you'll get the premise of the article because I'm about to read something off of it. Well, a few things. So the title is, So You Want to Go to a War in Syria to Depose Assad? Can you answer these 14 questions first? Okay. He gives a little bit of history about his opinions and all that. And then he goes into the questions. And they're really, really good questions. Um, what national, number one, what national security interests rather than pure humanitarian interests is served by the use of American military power to depose Assad's regime. I guess I can kind of give my take on this as I'm going through with it. Uh, None. We have none. None. America and Syria, none. No, we've, no. Um, Not, I mean, actually, (laughs) worse uh, if we do take him out. Because, I mean, and I'm saying this from I don't know. I have my my social conservative hat on right now, I guess, you know, or my pro-Israel hat on. Bashar isn't trying to attack Israel. ISIS would. Or us. Yeah, but ISIS would, or any type of an Islamic fundamentalist leader that would take over after Bashar. What if they do try to attack Israel and spark off that kind of war over there? So, no, it would be worse if we take Bashar out, now that I think about it. The guy that doesn't go to war with with Israel, our friend and ally, no. So it'd be worse. That's right. that's why maybe we shouldn't even use it. So my answer to that is uh, is it uh, national uh, security interests? None. Actually, worse. The second one is um, how will deposing Assad make America safer? I guess that's kind of the same thing. Yeah, it,
0: and, and it wouldn't. Yeah. I would agree with that. Actually, it, would, it again, it would make it worse because yeah. then you... Would He's like, a moderate. More or less. But then you'd have to handle an entire regime change like we did, in, like mm-hmm. we're trying to do in Iraq. Yeah. And it would create another vacuum, except then you would have Russia involved. Yes. And Iran, Iran, however... And
1: possibly China. And possibly China, yeah.
0: all trying to put their people in power. Yep. Which would just lead to more conflict.
1: Exactly. Which also is going to lead to a lot more angry Arabs... Asking, why is America always getting involved into setting up these puppets? Right. Um, third question. What does... what? Oh, this is really good. A lot of these are, what does final political victory in Syria look like? Be specific. And how long will it take for that political victory to be achieved? Do you consider victory to be destabilization of Assad, the removal of Assad, the creation of a stable government that can protect itself and its people without a... Additional systems from the United States, etc., etc. Questions we didn't ask when we went into Iraq. We went into Iraq. We disbanded the military. We took Saddam out, and uh, that was it. And then, and then a lot of uh, a lot of you know uh, crap. I'm like losing my train of thought here. A lot of very, very dif- deferring and opposite forces started coalescing around trying to fill that power vacuum of Saddam not being there right, so before Bush, if he wanted to do it right before he went into Iraq, he should have had some kind of plan set for what he kind of wants it to look like, so it's not just sitting there, and then it turns to crap, and then you gotta do a surge to take care of insurgents, you know. This is what this is what we did. We take him out. We help a caretaker government start elections. Blah 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 blah. None of that happened in time, so Iraq went to shit. So that's a good question to ask about if we go to war with Syria. Um, number four: What military resources, like ground troops, diplomatic resources, and financial resources, will be required to achieve this political victory? That makes sense. Too much money um how long will it take to achieve and
0: it's not only too much money but it's also too many american lives
1: yeah that too yeah yeah definitely um number five how long will it take to achieve political victory that's a hard one
0: there's no way to know yeah especially with how diverse it is like i was just saying earlier right and just the evidence from iraq and afghanistan like uh, afghanistan is the longest running war in american history yeah the long like Vietnam was the longest running war as far as I was ever concerned. And then when I found out that Afghanistan is now the longest running war in Mm -hmm. American history, you don't even really hear about it anymore. Yep. Yeah. It has hit so far on the back burner of any sort of attention that it doesn't. Like, let's. I'm not for getting into any wars, but let's wrap up the ones we're in before we start jumping into others.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah. And, um, we're still there, and a lot of people actually don't seem to know realize that any longer. Right. Number six: What costs in terms of lives, both military and civilian dollars, and foregone options elsewhere as a result of resource deployment in Syria will be required to achieve political victory. These are very specific questions, which is pretty cool. Number seven, or do you, do you want to answer that one? I guess.
0: I mean, we kind of already touched on. Yeah, it, we did. I mean, yeah, and it's yeah, it's countless.
1: Yeah um number 7 what other countries will join the united states in deposing assad in terms of military monetary or diplomatic resources he didn't ask this but i also ask what <laughs> what other countries will join assad <laughs> in defending against the united states in terms of military monetary or diplomatic resources on but, the other end
0: you know and i don't know i haven't read this article but so i don't know if this is a question but by us going up against assad who then are we supporting? Yeah. Because what what it looks like to me, and I'm no foreign mm-hmm. policy expert, but yeah. what it looks like to me is that by by supporting the rebels, we're supporting ISIS. Yeah. Who, as far as I can remember, on the campaign trail, Trump was saying he had a thirty day plan to take out ISIS. <laughs> But now we'd be supporting them in a war against Assad.
1: That's Field Marshal Trump talk right here. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't...
0: The entire situation is completely convoluted.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it, it 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 doesn't make any sense for us to be over there doing what we're doing. As... Julie Borowski said in 2013 when this first came up, Assad is bad people. The rebels are probably bad people. This is a country of bad people. Mm -hmm. You can't really pick a side without being a part of a bad group. Yeah. Well, I mean, technically there's three sides.
1: There's Assad, there's ISIS, and then there are the legitimate actual rebels from like the time of the Arab Spring um, that's still going on right now, just in Syria, though, um, These are there's a side there, but some of them are aligned with ISIS from from those like moderates that are just trying to overthrow Assad and, you know, have a better country, I guess. But, but ISIS is way more powerful than they are, much more influential, and so is Assad. So that side is a lot smaller. Right. Um, well, question number eight. Should explicit congressional authorization for the use of military force in Syria be required, or should the president take action without congressional approval? A. Yeah. <laughs> um, number nine. What is the risk of wider conflict with Russia, given the nation's presence and stake in Syria, if... The United States chose to invade and depose Assad, a key Russian ally in the Middle East. Plus, like I said, whoever else might be allies by extension, China, Iran, um, Hezbollah, whatever. Number nine. Oh, we already said number nine. Yeah. Well, I'd say the risk of that is pretty high. Answering that question, yeah. it's pretty high. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Ten. If the U.S. intervention in Syria does spark a larger war with Russia, what does political victory in that scenario look like, and what costs will that entail? A lot. Eleven. Given that Assad... and we're like stretched out. The military is like just stretched out. We're everywhere. We're all. We all don't have enough. World. I don't know how that would go about. You'd have you'd have to do strategic redeployment of so many different forces from over Africa, Asia, and Europe to, and obviously the United States to so deal with that.
0: Right, and if you were to reinstate the draft, it would take so long to train people and get them over there mm-hmm. that, yeah, it just it wouldn't. Fight I mean, out. they would they would cut down
1: basic training times and stuff like that, but it wouldn't be good. Cut it down to what five weeks? I maybe. I mean, yeah. it's eight now, right? I don't know. It changes all the time. Okay, I had, was, I had you,
0: ten. You had okay. I had eight weeks of basic training and one week of reception.
1: Yeah, no, mine was, so mine was like 11 then. Okay. Um, number 11, given that Assad has already demonstrated a willingness to use chemical weapons, if true, obviously, how should the United States respond if the Assad regime deploys chemical, biological, or nuclear weapons against the United States? Well, I mean, it sounds like we're already responding. I'm not sure how to exactly answer that one. Um I mean, if they use them, I mean, if we're already at war... I'm the kind of guy that I don't think there's dirty when it comes to fighting. You fight dirty. You fight to win. Yeah, and if they happen to deploy that against us, well, they just did. Number 12, assuming the Assad regime is successfully removed from power, what type of government structure will be used to replace Assad? Who will select the government, and how will that government establish and maintain stability going forward? We already proved that we couldn't do that with Iraq or Afghanistan. Afghanistan's a puppet government everyone you have tiny warlord nations still in control of everything over there right given that a change in number 13 given that a change in political power in the United States radically altered the American position in Iraq in 2009 how will you mitigate or address the risk of a similar political dynamic upending your preferred strategy in Syria either in 2018 2020 or beyond Um,
0: learn from your past mistakes Which is what he said, which is what our president said in 2013. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird that he's not.
1: Yeah. Last question that Sean asks. What lessons did you learn from America's failure to achieve and maintain political victory following the removal of governments in Iraq and Libya, and how will you apply these lessons to a potential war in Syria? That's up to those guys. That's up to those guys.
0: Right. So... Basically, the easy way that we can say it is, and we'll say it for the cheap seats. Stay out of Syria.
1: Oh, I had no idea what you were doing just
0: now. I didn't want to yell that right into the mic. Oh. Um, But stay out of Syria. Yeah, yeah. Stay out of other people's affairs. Let's not get involved any more than we already have. Go to Congress. Mm -hmm. Get approval. Do it constitutionally. Yeah. And you won't get the approval. And then you can say, well, I tried to help, but Congress wouldn't let me. And then no blame falls on you.
1: Yeah. And I tell you that as a uh, first generation Egyptian American that was born here in the States that that gets to listen and watch uh, Arabic satellite television and my parents yelling at it every day. Um, Well, my, my, my parents, first of all, they're citizens. They love this country. But if my parents that live here are always yelling about... Why is America always, always, always... Getting its nose in the Middle East and trying to change... What is going on in our region? Why are they always setting up dictators and supporting dictators and blah, blah, blah? And also that stems from... Hey, sykes Pico Agreement... Um, colonization from the British and the French the West has has been in the Middle East for a good century and a half now in different various locations considering the fall of the, uh, the Ottoman Empire losing power, losing grounds people wanting to be free from the Ottomans Lawrence of Arabia um, <clears throat> excuse me what do you think that people living in the Middle East are saying, watching what's happening right now, why are these uh, why are these white Christians meddling in our affairs? Right. Why are they Why are they here? Why are they always trying to change what we're doing? Right? Why are they supporting Why are they supporting Israel? Why are they uh, suddenly so interested in uh, Syria when they're the guys that killed so many of our fellow Arab Muslims here? Because Arabnis like. Arab nationalism failed, thank God. Uh, during the Cold War, but um it's still there. A lot of Arabs do care about each other and what's going on in the Middle East. It's like we're it's like Arabs are a bunch of brothers that can talk shit about each other and get into fights, but if somebody, you know, if somebody outside the family tries to get involved, like everybody's going to gang up on you. That's a possibility. But yeah, the, what I'm saying here is Realize that if my Ameri- my pseudo Americanized parents can sit here and ask these questions and have all these gripes, just imagine what the people that don't live here are saying, watching the television and seeing what's going on with America, throwing bombs
0: everywhere at once. Right. Well, yeah, that um, hey, there's really nothing else we can really say on that subject. We'll just have to see how this plays out. Uh, I really hope he goes to Congress. Um on a note here at home we have a new Supreme Court justice.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. We do. Yeah. yeah.
0: Gorsuch. Yep. Gorsuch got approved with a vote of 54 to 46, I believe. It's yeah. 54 to 46 or 54 to 45. I can't remember if one abstained. Um so we have a new Supreme Court justice and uh he is not the closest one. No, he is not the he is not the one that got approved by the least amount of votes. So no. he actually but, had
1: Democrat support, which
0: yeah, he had four Democrats. Yeah. At least. that was
1: last that was last week. Uh, three senators came out saying that we need to just approve him and get on moving through with this with this uh, confirmation right
0: you know? The three that three yeah. of them that
1: were up for reelection.
0: And who was it that got the smallest margin? <laughs> It was, it was Justice Clarence Thomas. Ah, uh, that Uncle Tom. <laughs> <laughs> he 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 got approved with fifty two. Yeah. So, congrats to Gorsuch. I honestly am excited that he's on the bench. Yeah, I like him. I. I like him too. I also think that he is snarky and hilarious. If Mm -hmm. you read the responses he was giving back, they were very professional. Yeah, but he was also like it just like reading them. I was like, oh my god, this guy is being such a little dick, and I love it.
1: Yep. Yeah. I think um, during one of the hearings, Ted Cruz asked him what the meaning of life was, and he He said said forty (laughs) two. I was like, "That's pretty awesome." Right.
0: Yeah. No. I I like the guy. I'm interested to see what'll happen. I think that people are worried way too much. Like when he got to the um, when he got to the federal bench uh, that he was on. I can't remember what district he was on. Um, when he got to the federal bench, he was approved unanimously.
1: Oh wow, that's a good sign.
0: Right. Completely unanimously by Congress, and now they're like, "Oh no, this guy, he's awful." Why wasn't he awful? However many years ago. Yeah. They're just worried because he's 49.
1: Yeah, he's going to last.
0: And he's going to be there for like 30 (laughs) years. That's good. That's good for me. But yeah, congratulations to Gorsuch for being there. President Trump, if your people are listening, as I'm certain they are because they were listening to you when you were running, um, stay out of Syria, please.
1: Let's not go in there. Let's
0: let's just stay out of it. Rush Limbaugh wants you to stay out of it. And <laughs> I know that you're good friends with Rush Limbaugh.
1: He did air quotes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, do you have anything else for today? No, nah, man, I'm good. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. We do definitely appreciate it. If you heard my dog running around and playing with us during the show, I apologize, but he's a dog and I can't do anything about it. Um, if you could like us, share us, tell all of your friends and family about us, we would definitely, truly 100% appreciate it. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash muddied waters of freedom. Or you can follow us on Twitter at muddied underscore waters. Or if you just like to look at our faces and pretty much nothing else, you can check out our Instagram at muddied waters of freedom. Let's do it. Do you have, do you have Kava Love still? Yeah. Right. So uh, once again, thank you, Low Tide Kava Bar. Got to start. It's been sitting. We we did a lot more talking than drinking today. Mm-hmm. Shells up. Okay. Bula. Uh-huh.
1: All right, guys. If you have any questions or concerns, make sure to message us. We are willing to answer them. By the way, before we do our closing line, what was going on with the conversation on our page? I wasn't paying
0: attention to it. Oh, um, when I was in Portland earlier this year, I joined the Libertarian Party of Portland's Facebook page, mm-hmm. and I've just been sharing all of our shows. And there is some art exhibit that's going to be happening later this year in Portland um, that... I'm interested in trying to get out to once they finally nail down a date, they're trying to raise money. Um, and it is being sponsored by a group in, um, outside, just right outside of Nashville, Tennessee called spark freedom Mm -hmm. who actually hired me for a job. Well, they offered me a job, Mm -hmm. but I ended up taking a low tide job instead. Yeah. Um, and part of me is like, Oh, I really wish I had taken that job because I'd be working in the movement. Another part of me is like, I'm glad I didn't take that job because I wouldn't know Muhammad. And then another part of me is like, if you took the job, you wouldn't know Muhammad. Well,
1: there's uh, there's a job uh, with the AFP in Tampa, if you'd like. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm good.
0: Um, but, yeah, so uh, as more details come out about that, I will let everybody know. But I am definitely interested. One, I love Portland. That place is awesome. Mm-hmm. And I would love to go there in the summer to see what it's like. Yeah. Because I was there in like late February. So I would love to go back in the summer and see what it's like and check out this event because I respect the hell out of Spark Freedom. Mm -hmm. And if they're putting their name on it, I'm interested to see what it's like. Especially for like an art exhibit or whatever it is. Um, The link is on our page if you look under um, visitors posts uh, and you can donate there. Yep. Cool. Cool. Dude. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, roads, remember where we're going. (laughs) We don't need (laughs) them.